Morning. Get that eaten because it's horrible eating. Yeah, well, I'm waiting because I know. Good morning, coffee moaners. How are you? Good morning if you're watching here and good morning if you're listening on podcast. If this is your first time here, we are here Monday through to Saturday with our live coffee moaning. Um, Stay live again. Live Saturday mornings after coffee moaning, my sister and I, the Curly Cooks of Croydon, do about an hour, hour and a half cookie show with this one who's very annoying all the way through it. And um, we also do movie reviews, TV reviews. There's a new TV drama starting tonight, actually. Well, The, the Traitors starts tonight. Oh, oh. The Traitors. Everyone's big on The Traitors. Uh, and you were we, all annoyed with us yes. last time because we, we were late to the party. We, we have to check it. it. I think we have to check it out and we have to do some kind of response. Are any of you watching The Traitors? Come on, guys. Are any of you watching The Traitors? Uh, Who's going to be watching it? Put it up. Can I just... Oh. I, I want to ask a question. This isn't about body shaming. This isn't about anything. I, I do genuinely want to understand what is it about... Um, what's her name? Cara Vorden? No, what's her name? The woman who presents it. Was the one who presents Strictly? Her fringe. What is the thing with her fringe? It's so... I think it's shyness. And why is are we it? talking about that? Because she presents the traitors. Oh. Oh, does she? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's shyness. I think she literally hides behind her I used hair. to work with her mum an awful lot. And her, her mum's lovely. Absolutely. I... I Adore yeah, Jane Moore says that. She's oh, please tell yeah. Jane. Uh, well, she used to be my. She used to be way back when I was an arts correspondent. We used to have like you know renter gobs that you would go like Brian Silk because we worked for the. Ironically, we worked for the Evening Standard Daily Mail. But she was my for the media stories for print media stories. She was always my go to, and I loved her. Yeah, I loved her. She is lovely too. I think she's. I think. I think. I mean, I don't know. How do I know why she's got a big fringe? But. It feels like it's kind of a shy thing. It doesn't we just really. hide behind it. I just it wondered whether it's sort of like a clip-on fringe. So lots of people are going to be watching. Just quickly, because we were talking <coughs> over about this over on Instagram. Mark, in the last 20 years, has never put the Christmas decoration. Yes, you go up to the loft, but you don't pack them up ever. Okay, okay. And sometimes when we've had four trees and, and lights all the way around, it is the most boring bloody job and you've never done it. Last year, I wrapped... Every single set of Christmas tree lights that came off onto cardboard attachments. They were all And what happened this year? We had no lights. Where did you put them? They're all over my Christmas you village. You threw them? Oh, they're all over your Christmas village. So, so that they, was right. So they worked. So you put, you put so them away worked. and then you hid them. No, and they worked. You, you didn't, hid them. Where did you need any for yourself? I would have had lights everywhere, but there yeah. weren't any. You kept saying to me there weren't any available. Yeah. And let's not forget, you've got none on your Christmas tree around yeah. the corner, right? No, no, there are. They just weren't plugged in because you didn't give them oh, the same, they didn't plug, you didn't give they the same care and in. attention you gave this one. Oh, they weren't plugged in. Okay, here's the thing. So, they went up last time. Every year you say, no, like this. You say it like this. You go, no, I'm doing it because I know how to pack them properly. And then the Does following year... Does then, that sound like And then me? the following year... There is always breakages because you haven't packed them properly. You balance anyway. them on top. Hang on. No, this is quite so boring. So I am going to pack all the Christmas decorations this year. Podcast. Don't bang with the podcast. Oh, oh my God, you're annoying. You're so, not yes. putting them away this year yes, because you are determined to keep them up for a whole of January and I don't want I'm to. I'm not. January the 13th. What is your problem, woman? Morning, everybody. January is a miserable month. Why would you not want twinkly, especially you and Dina, you ye of the twinkly sprinkles? Why would you not want twinkly sprinkles rather than rather than cold it or 
you know, the guns love, of Navarone. I love that ski lodge. I, I feel like I, every time I walk in there, I feel like David Niven is going to come out the toilet. Zoe says we should keep it. Keep what? No, Zoe. Nadia wore an interesting um, lederhosen, didn't you, in there? Mark was stark time. naked in there. That yeah. was funny. That is funny. You did yeah. look weird because it was so cold, you really shriveled. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, and what with the bunny and everything. <laughs> it was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, there we go. We do like a bit of role play in the old chalet. I don't think Dina would like to hear you say that. Well, Dina will, won't be me in trouble for having a shrunken willy in the ski lodge, will it? No, no, it will be minute. you. No one had. Can I just stress? <laughs> no one had a shrunken willy. I Willie. wish I'd take the photo to show Dina. She had, would have been furious. Well, what she had a shrunken willy. She, no, you had a shrunken willy. Where, where's the shrunken willy come from? Because it's cold. It's in not that cold. In the ski. It's not. It's really warm, actually. It was a schlonger. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah it was. Well, you may or may not know that I've put it onto a stick, that photo. What photo? The photo you don't even know what you're talking about with sticks. <laughs> what stick? Get your staple gun and apple crumble, says Joni. <laughs> Too much info. There was no, look, she's totally bullshitting. She's distracting from the fact. Viking Mark, thank you very much. Had me horn. Um, Jackie Molino, did you get it on in the chalet? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't get it on. Jackie always cuts to the quick. Yeah, she doesn't fuck about on Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we didn't get it on in the vomits mark with a slot. <laughs> pups don't lie. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pups no, don't lie. You might be having your breakfast. Yeah, of course. And you don't want to eat granola thinking of things like that. No. Um, granola? Why bring up granola? Granola doesn't Maybe that's match. her breakfast. Yeah, I just had a, a banana. A, a Willie wouldn't put you off your granola, would Oh, babe, stop talking sandwiches. about... <laughs> what is this? No, these are for Kiki. Do not open look. it and do not throw look, it. they're festive. I'm not going to throw it. I swear to God, festive. you are going to start playing with that cheese. Babe. Okay, I'm going to leave the kids with you then because they will tell you off. Because there's only two. All right. Morning, Christos. Good morning, everyone. Christmas morning, decorations Christos. are subject morning, on either Natasha. ends of the emotional spectrum. Happiness, excitement, sadness, but always bloody frustrating. Boxes, cables, bubble wraps. Absolutely. How to pack, when to pack. Oh, God, you bubble wrap. <sighs> We've never bubble wrapped anything. Uh, we yeah. never have. Where do people get bubble wrap? What about that time I wrapped you up in bubble wrap? Oh, do you remember? Mark, stop trying, we to, loved stop you trying to redress we the balance. We loved you making pops. Stop out. trying to redress the balance. Do you remember the that? and Willie in the freezing cold ski can, lodge. Can I just there was, was not a shrunken <laughs> willy. What is this? Post office is Sarah Cliff. What's that? Sky Elise, thank you oh, Sky. so much. Sky, we will be doing a reaction. We're going to do a reaction. Yeah. Um, so if you want to wait for that, guys, or if you want to watch it early. Go to Sky Elise's channel. <laughs> God almighty, that was strong. Right. Bloody hell. A lot of nonsense chatted there. Um, phrase of the day. Shrunken Willy. <laughs> unwanted intrusive. You're having unwanted intrusive thoughts. Well, shrunken Willies. Yeah, well, God almighty. How do I rid myself of the thought? How do I rid myself of this <laughs> What is it? This, this pestilent this beast or whatever. Thought. This obtrusive thought. Okay, what is an obtrusive thought, Nads? Intrusive. What is an intrusive thought? Well, well, when it's not a shrunken penis, it's an obtrusive thought. What's an intrusive thought? 
Well, what do you understand? And do you, you have intrusive thoughts on a daily basis? Okay, I'm going to use Ricky Gervais's example. There's positive and negative intrusive thoughts, isn't there? Has anyone seen Ricky Gervais's Armageddon or whatever it was? Um, I, I'm going to... I can't lie. I found it very funny. I'm sorry. And I came out of it thinking the extent to which we've been so controlled by society in so many different ways as to how we should be, what we should laugh about, what we're allowed to laugh about, I found his... Stand-up routine, more than just a stand-up routine, regardless of what you think of Ricky Gervais, I found his stand-up routine... Oh, maybe you saw it live. Necessary. Oh, did you? I found it therapy. I thought it was necessary therapy. It was meant to be shocking. It, don't go yeah. and watch it if you're in any way easily offended, because he seeks to offensive. offend. And I think that's important. But also, I think that's why there shouldn't be, in in comedy, too much um, uh, too much control over None. Because None. I think intrusive thoughts, you are not your thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We might have all kinds of terrible thoughts that mm. aren't actually our truth mm. or that we would ever act out, act out on them. Mm. He does this whole thing about, oh, God, you, you know, that sometimes, like, with an old person, does he just has this thought of, like, what is it he said? Well, maybe I shouldn't say it gets offended. Mm. But... I didn't find it as funny as Mark did. I found some bits of it funny, but I found, I understood what he was doing, that unless there's a gauge for people to release some of the negative stuff that they might think or feel, then it goes deep and it goes underground, it goes all this sort of thing, well, that, that I, philosophy. Can I just add a thought to that? But I think, I think what he did was infinitely more... Um, in a sense, meaningful than that. Because within his stand-up routine, I don't know if anyone else saw it, he also baked into it. So he would say awful things about sectors of society that you would think, you can't say that, Ricky. You just can't say that and find it funny. Yeah. And then he would quickly try and say, that person I'm making this offensive thing about isn't real. And so... I think what he was. I didn't agree with him on all that. No, stuff, no, but I thought he was trying to make a really important cultural point about the fact that we've lost sight of what is reality and what is an outlet and an outlet for sort of dark thoughts or 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 you know intrusive thoughts about which, as he stressed, he would have no desire to act on. I mean, this yeah. wasn't a guy promoting hate. But that doesn't hate. mean you couldn't still upset somebody with what you're saying. No, no, but, no, no, but, no, but you when, can't not upset. Everyone can be upset. Upset. But but in this article that we were reading about intrusive thoughts, you know, and it talks about the difference of when an intrusive thought can sometimes be a creative. So, like, somebody mm. might have an intrusive, dark thought or, I don't know, crazy thought and turn that into something. Yes. A story, a film, a, a, a painting, whatever. Um, so not all intrusive thoughts are bad for us. No. It's just that when it tips into an obsessive, uh, compulsive, so somebody with social anxiety, for example, who would obsessively have the intrusive thought that, what's everybody going to think of me? Why did I mm. say what I said? And what did I... Those are... I've got a friend that um, who, who, who goes through that on a daily basis... And almost on a daily basis, we have a chat about it. And I repeat this, these same things. And it was quite nice, actually, because a lot of it is what's said in this article, which is, you know, that you have to you have to notice intrusive thoughts. And when they get into the point where they are harming you and stopping you from doing things, the really important thing is not to say, oh, I mustn't have them. And this is the case for so many different things, isn't it? Because when we do that, when we suppress them, even in the 
uh, Ricky Gervais um, um, philosophy is that we is that is that they is that they mushroom and they just become worse and worse and they feed off themselves. Mm. And I think so many. I mean, we didn't even have that language, did we? Intrusive thoughts. And yet, I heard the girls talking about it the other day. Oh, intrusive thoughts. Acting out on your intrusive thoughts. People have this language now, mm. and actually, that's really important in dealing with them mm. because. You should, you're supposed to actually say intrusive thought. Mm. You're supposed to just say it either out loud or to yourself so that you're not then taken over by it. Well, I, I would go, I'd go a bit me, further. Sure. You see, I think intrusive thoughts can often happen around health. Uh, Crystal says intrusive thoughts take yeah. any form, but they're usually formed around concerns for yourself or someone you care about. They can occur due to various factors, including anxiety, stress. Well, I, I think they're a form of kind of obsessive, well, it is obsessive compulsive yeah, disorder. Is. But I think, before I talk about the kind of whole kind of health aspect, because I've got a part of this, Mum, if you're watching, I think you, this could be sort of appropriate for you in a small way. Um, for me, an intrusive thought is something like this, driving along the motorway and you toy, not you don't toy with it in a literal sense, but the thought comes into your head, what would happen if I drove into the central reservation? Or what would happen if I thrust this knife into my neck? Or what if I just hit that person? Now, it's like, again, Ricky, I'm not, I'm not saying everything about the Ricky Gervais thing was great or right, but it just made me think about stuff. And I think the point of any art or any creativity or any humour is if it makes you think about something, I think it's done, done its job. And it just made me think about sometimes we can end up straightjacketing ourselves into such a sort of, you know, sort of observant sort of state of behaviour that I think it can cause huge levels of anxiety. I think possibly part of the anxiety that we experience as a culture is because we are so petrified of making a mistake, stepping outside of what everyone's telling us is the right way to do things. If you say this, you're going to do this. Now, that's different to having an, just an, an automatic understanding of what's offensive or racist or you know, not kind or, you know, that sort of thing. But I do think we are all really so sensitive about even our own thoughts that I think it could end up, in the end, making intrusive thoughts become thoughts that do spill out into actual acts of, of behaviour. I think it's this really important... This article talks about that. There are many myths about... Oh, sorry. I, I think it's really important that we have outlets of some form that means that, not that you engage in the intrusive thoughts, but that, that your intrusive thoughts don't become something that could become really dangerous, actually. But I think, you know, just on a personal level, if you're dealing with intrusive thoughts and you're not somebody that's going to be on a stage dealing with them, you know, it's very, very frightening. It's really, really scary. And I and, and you can literally drive yourself crazy, can't you? Yeah. Um, and uh, this article, I love this article. It's really empath empathetic, actually. Um that unwanted intrusive thoughts are, are stuck thoughts that cause great distress. Mm. Great distress. And, you know, it can be easy. Oh, people are, oh, having these intrusive thoughts. No, they can, and I've seen it with my friend that I talk to in regular, huge distress. And then it becomes almost like a, a dirty secret because somewhere she knows that it's crazy what she's mm. thinking, but she can't stop that repetitive thinking and, and it's so sad and it says here there are many myths about unwanted on intrusive thoughts one of the most distressing is that having such thoughts mean that you unconsciously want to do the things that come into your mind which isn't true mm. you know like you say you can have all kinds of 
crazy thoughts. I would go the other way. It's just the brain. I would go the other way. I would say that almost philosophically, it's important that we have those thoughts and allow those thoughts because it's only by having those thoughts that you can be reminded of the structures of society and permitted behaviour. That It's a reminder of some of the rules and boundaries and moral codes, etc. But what about when they're just... They're just destroying your day because it's just about you and it says here um i like this a second myth is that every thought we have is worth examining right mm. this is so important for people that overthink in truth these thoughts are not messages they're not red flags signals or warnings despite how they feel and this is this is something that i'm always saying to mark is because i noticed this with people with anxiety is that they, this is really, really relevant to you, Mark, that you will think that you are preparing yourself. If you've had this terrible mm, thought, mm, then you know it, and then you're going to be ready when it happens. Mm. And that causes great distress. And I can see it in everyone I know with, with anxiety, but they don't see it. Like from when I look at it, it's mm. like, it's so obvious that you think you're protecting yourself and those are those intrusive, anxious thoughts. Right, okay, the reason I'm thinking this is because this could happen. So I'm going to be ahead of the game. I'm going to be there ready for when it happens. I think those kind of intrusive thoughts are exhausting for people. Well, yeah, because it's the so idea... My, my, my argument around that is, you know, forewarned is forearmed and all that kind of stuff. But you, you're not necessarily forewarned because it's, no. an it's an imagined, imagined kind of crisis. You've written Go, the story. And want... what if the story doesn't happen in that way? And then you've wasted all that time with yourself feeling mm. anxious. Tra-la-la, I just want to read your, your comment. Good morning. My son, age 20, stopped drinking as his intrusive thoughts were so bad he was petrified oh. 10 times worse when he had alcohol. Absolutely. Oh, and and intrusive thoughts. I would say that coffee and caffeine, any stimulant is going to sort of activate and aggravate any intrusive thought. I just quickly want to say, before we jump off this, because we haven't got long today, um, the topic the topic of hypochondria. And I think, Mum, I'm, I'm worried that Nanny Di is... is in a bit of a place where, and we can all get like that, in a hypochondriacal fashion, we can become, we can have intrusive thoughts about our health, even if the evidence being presented to us is, is that it's not necessarily as bad or as problematic or as dangerous or as difficult. And I think one of the things I read in one of the articles we were looking at this morning was talking about uh, cancer survivors or people who overcome cancer mm, yeah. not being able to escape Very the intrusive difficult. thought of yeah. it. And I, I would argue, Mum, I'm sure you would agree, I think uh, Liz, my mum's ex, who tragically took her life, I think she never ever got to terms yeah. with life having come, you know, she was in remission. You know, you've never kind of fully conquered it, have you? You've always got to have well, the Well, but my friends with cancer will say it's so impossible not to mm. have these intrusive thoughts because they're told yeah, of course it everything yeah. that comes up, bring it to us as a symptom. Mm. And so it's like, it, it's so, so difficult to deal mm. with those intrusive thoughts because, that, and that's a different kind of intrusive thought, isn't it? Because it's something that's really happened. Yeah, yeah. Can I just run through a few yes. quickly things to do? Um, <clears throat> label these thoughts as intrusive thoughts. Say intrusive thought. Say it to yourself. Continue whatever you were doing prior to the intrusive thought while allowing the anxiety to be present. Allow it. Because when you try and shut it up, it, it, it comes to the forefront of your But that's quite scary. Yeah, it is because it takes rigour. You have to want to change yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, but because it's of the hard. anxiety being caused, we all go to those lengths to try and stop it. And but, but, it but what it is, is about consistently yeah. every day saying, look, I noticed that thought, I'm noticing, I'm noticing. And then eventually, remember that less is more. Pause, give yourself time. There is no urgency, mm. you know, to respond on that. Float, 
and practice allowing time to pass. Mm, mm, mm. These, honestly, my, my this friend of mine, we've, done, we've worked through so much with this sort of stuff and she's so much better than she was, but she's done it consistently every day and mm. just like, you know. I like but anyway, this was a good article. It is on ADAA.org. Anxiety and depression. ADAA.org. Associ Association of America. Yeah. Um, Christos, I love your description. It's like a glitch of the mind, absolutely. Erin um, Bullimore, you quickly just on this, you say intrusive thoughts are another way of the brain working through scenarios. It's normal to have them because the brain instinctively tries to prepare for anything and everything. Anxiety ramps it up to Exactly. Yeah. They are normal, but not when they are overtaking your day and yeah. making you d really distressed. And yeah. that's a different ballgame, isn't it? Okay, let's just talk briefly let's about talk why... The thing. Yeah, why, why you're not losing uh, weight. Why might you not be losing weight, even though you're doing all the things that you think are the right things to do? Um, let me just quickly run through the five things. This is an article in Time magazine talking about, the, you know, January is full of these things, isn't it? You know, if I do this exercise, you always say, and we always say, you know, if you walk half an hour every day, this is really good for you. This is, but, but it, it isn't necessarily. You know, there are these things that we talk about. No, no, about. it's good for you, but it's not going to make you think. It's not going to make you lose and weight. And that's, the thing is, if you Let keep, me just sorry. run through the five. So we've got counting calories. We've got exercising. We've got eliminating carbs, fat, and other categories of food. We've got eating fat-burning foods and taking over-the-counter weight loss pills. These are all the kind of various ways in which we think or believe that we can lose weight. And I think this is just an article talking about the fact that it's not as simple as just counting calories. I mean, you've often been an advocate of this, haven't oh, you? That calorie counting... Wasted most of my adult years So can I ask a simple calories. question? Is a calorie different if it's an avocado <coughs> calorie versus a Skittles calorie? Of course. Calorie? Because right. it's the way, but, but you, I've, I've told you before about Jane Wake. Follow at Jane Wake UK. <coughs> she, you'll have probably seen her lots on, um, on over the years on um, the Lorraine show. And she really, really, really knows her stuff proper, you know, degree in like, the, um, physical, what do you call it? Physical science. Right? Yeah. She knows her stuff. And she did this a little while ago, actually, this post on her Instagram about calories. When, when all these people were showing off about putting their calories on their menus mm. in restaurants, just, it's just a nonsense. Just, it's just crazy. Just don't even think about it. And she says, counting calories represents everything we know is wrong for us. Is part of a world that tries to punish and control. What's even worse is that it pushes us to punish ourselves. I love that line. Whilst food and diet industries make big bucks, da da da, she goes on to say this. So basically, the calorie, the book on the calories, right, was written in 1918. Right? That's it? when calories were discovered. Right, okay. Um, and a calorie isn't a thing, is it? It's the act of burning energy. Yeah, so calories have existed as a method for measuring the energy values of food since the mid-19th century. Their accuracy was questioned even then, and we're still following that form. Wow. The idea that food values and energy expenditure could be calculated for all using a calorie meter, a method of valuing energy via a vacuum cylinder, is nonsensical. 1918, it was questioned. Aaron right? Bullimore sums it up perfectly. Look, we, we've Rubbish. been over calories. It's a measure of energy. Different foods release energy differently and everybody processes said energy differently. Yes, yes, Aaron. And, and I know that we said, but you, you will not believe 
how many, and some really smart people I know that still count their calories. No. Yes. No. It is still the stick that we beat ourselves with, much more women, because actually men, diets that have been focused on men very rarely talk about calories. If you look through the ages, you know, it's always about eat more, mm. eat more, eat eggs. lots of meat, eat lots of... Remember but Mr. Strong just had eggs and eggs and yeah, eggs. It's a very female <clears throat> thing. And I love that line from Jane. What was it? It's we be taught to do it, we, we do it to ourselves. Just a waste of time. Follow Jane Waite. DM her. She will give you. She's really lovely. She's she's full on. She's so passionate about everything she does. And you can DM her questions and she'll answer you. She'll get back to you. She's one of the good ones. Yeah, so uh, why you're not losing weight. But it does say here, uh, exercising. Why it talks about the types of exercising that is important. I've said this a lot again. Sorry, Mum, I keep throwing, not throwing you under the bus, but it's because I care. But, you know, unless you're doing exercise that takes you out of your comfort zone, it's never going to do anything much. I mean, obviously, any movement, anything is better than nothing. Hitting a certain set amount of steps, they've kind of ratcheted it down, haven't they? 10,000 steps, it doesn't necessarily need to be that. 6,000 steps. Yeah, Mum, you well, do a lot well, of steps. Well, if you... If you it, well, you and know... Again, it must be relative to it, the person, well, right? Well, if you increase whatever you're doing. So, like, yeah. if you're doing 2,000 steps, don't say, oh, God, I'm never going to get to 10... Just do 3,000 yeah. because for your body, that's going to be an increase. And then you do 4,000. It's like a lot of us women, as we get older, say, oh, I'm just doing a bit of Pilates. Mm. Oh, I'm just doing a little bit of this. But you've got to be lifting weights and then you've got to increase the weights for your bone and muscle. But getting breathless is important. And a lot of people, I think, worry <coughs> get that getting frightened. breathless means that they're ill. Yeah. I get breathless and sometimes have to take an asthma pump. But unless I... Unless I, um, you know, get breathless, I know that I'm not going to increase my aerobic capacity. capacity or Zoe just said capacity. there, I must get back to yoga. I've been so lazy. And I love it when we share back and forth because when I saw that comment, I, I wanted to say to you, don't call it, don't, don't start it by, by beating yourself and say, I've been so lazy, mm. I need to get back to yoga. And then I thought, and then I was like, those are exactly the intrusive thoughts I've been having. So it was good because it reminded me that oh doesn't God. help us to think like that. What we should say is we had a bit of a break looking forward to getting back to it. Mm. Because everything we do, we do it by beating ourselves mm. first. Why do we do that? We had a bit of a break getting back to it. Yeah, well, I, to be honest with you, most of my intrusive thoughts are around body image, mm. exercise. Because the and, diet industry has done a fantastic job at helping us hate ourselves. Yeah, but even though we keep hearing all this information about what's good for you, it never seems to touch the edges of what one thing knows is bad for you. It's this strange... I think take the good and the bad out. That's where it all goes <clears> wrong. It's too... It, it's too... Uh, it's too easy... Because you can easily jump out of this and jump out of that. Oh, I wasn't bad. I was good. I was bad. Whereas actually, if it's just more free flowing, you know, just, like sorry, just yesterday, like yesterday you had a lovely, you had a pizza. Yes. You know, I, I was waiting for you to start hating yourself. I didn't. And you didn't. No. Because most of the time you are working really hard to yeah. just be healthy. Yeah. And that's a good way to be. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, oh, Jogging Jelly, first sober Christmas was different, but lovely. Jogging Jelly, well done. I'm going to be doing a, oh. a, a regular share chair alcoholic chat. Um, so do join us for that. I also want to do one in lieu of the lovely Catherine, I think it was yesterday, who was talking about your worries or struggles with not sharing an AA meeting. So I'm definitely going to do, do a chat about that. Erin um, Bullimore, <clears throat> very good point. Erin Bullimore, resident scientist, I like that. Just standing more is good for your health. Maybe slow down a little on the dishes mm. so you stand longer. Stand while you watch the kids in the garden. Exactly. Good. And be cold. Stand up. 
My, my friend, you know, you know, my friend Kay, who does a three, Kay Adams, she does a three hour radio show. She stands for the entire three hours. Mm. And it's so, it's like, this is what I say to Mark all the time. I want to get in one of those standing desks. Yes, for editing. Because yeah. they're just, it's so bad to sit all day. But also it's really important to be, don't, don't to fight. Don't, obviously don't be so cold you're ill. But if you find yourself cold, being a bit cooler and colder, the body's metabolism shakes a bit more to keep you warm and you lose weight. It's why huskies in the Arctic are so lithe underneath their kind of fur because they literally shake all the time. It's great. My favourite line of burning. last year, what was it? I can't remember. About... Old age is the aggressive pursuit oh, yes. of comfort. I love that. That's the one I'm, I'm not going out to it's too you, cold. Mom. I'm not going for a walk, it's raining. I'm not lifting the bag, it's too heavy. I'm not going to go to the shops now, I'll just order something. The aggressive decline into comfort. Aggressive decline into comfort. I like that. Mum, that's the one I'm always trying to remember for you, Ma. I just want you to... You know, you've got to, sometimes you've got to now, the mark. Since I, since I heard that quote, I sometimes now go out purposely without my yeah. coat to make myself cold. Yeah, that's why I had a shrunken penis. But <laughs> that's I how didn't. It all, that's how it all started. <laughs> I, 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 get I, your I, coat off. Yeah. It didn't say get your coat, it's get your coat off. <laughs> get your, yeah, all right. Um, Kanye West is being sort of strange again. Um I should, Zoe. My Kanye West quote. is posting incredibly odd photos or him. I, I, I don't like saying Kanye West is posting photos of his partner because it sort of removes her ability to be sentient or responsible for her own behaviour. But all the press seems to be suggesting she's not part of this. What if she's quite happily being photographed in scantily clad things by a partner Absolutely. she's all right with? She might be. I think, I think. Very odd photos. I think part of why this is, is she always looks incredibly sad in the photos. Well, she looks incredibly like But him. I wouldn't be at all surprised if in a few weeks we're going to hear that this was a complete art installation and she was performing. So I think for anyone to have any judgments of what's going on yeah. is crazy. But, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I have loved some of the comments under some of these photos because let's not forget Kanye absolutely going for Kim Kardashian because she was dressed... Scantily. She, yeah, and yet when they first got together, do you remember when he dressed her up in the G-string and told her to break the internet, just champagne going over her bum? Yes. So there's lots of contradictions They're curious here. images. We can't post them but and because we're not streamyarding, but, you know, have a look online if you wish. But Kanye West posting things like, no pants this year, and there she is, and a and curious G-string with the under breast being shown. This is the new thing, isn't it? The underbreast. Underboob. The underboob. I mean, she doesn't look happy, but she doesn't look sad. She looks so like Kim. She looks so like Kim. And, but I, I do get sorry. frustrated that these, I do feel there's this sort of tone about it all. Like, well, what if she's having a laugh? What if she's having fun? Now, I've got to go quickly. We've got to go in three minutes. But I do want to share with you the fact that anyone here a darts fan? Does anyone here like darts? Guys, I'm going to go. Yeah. See ya. Well, I've got to go sooner. <laughs> um, anyone here a darts fan? Are you a darts fan? Because this is the story of Luke Littler, 16. Is he actually still 16? Yeah, 16. He doesn't look 16. He looks much older. Um, he's in the World Darts Championship final, and he is not going to be dodging or moving or shifting his exercise regimen, which is uh, an, a ham and egg omelette every morning and a huge pizza for lunch. He's not going to be shifting. That's his That's his ritual. That's his exercise. I, I, I don't feel there's enough time here for me to share in my sheer overindulgent enjoyment of the entire world of darts. The, the wives, the families, the, the, the support, the oki, the, 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 it's, it's, it's something about it that's so captivating. 
you know, the wags, not the wags, but the dags. The, is it the dags? The wives of darts, the wag. I, I want to I wanna get into this in a big way. So let's talk about it more. I, let's hope he wins. I hope he wins. 16-year-old. He said, I haven't actually had come up against anything that's been difficult. Cocky talk there. Anyway, guys, we're going to go. Um, so, guys, see you tomorrow where I can indulge you in my darts fascination. Have a lovely day.